Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Grit. I'm so glad you're here, and if this is your first time joining me, welcome. One thing you can count on when you join me is no sugar-coated content and heavy doses of real talk. Let's get started. Today we're going to be talking about dealing with difficult people. Difficult people defy logic. (laughs) And some are blissfully unaware of the negative impact that they have on those around them. And others seem to derive satisfaction from creating chaos and conflict and pushing your buttons. Some people thrive on conflict. They enjoy it. They look for it. They're not happy unless they are involved in it. Either way, they create unnecessary problems. And worst of all, stress. Studies have long shown that stress can have a lasting negative impact on us both physically and mentally. I have been an entrepreneur for the last five years, and I can tell you when I'm stressed out, my performance and my success actually is threatened, and it suffers. When stress gets out of control, my performance suffers because I'm fixated on my physical and mental anguish. We can even become physically sick. And of course, we all know that the more stress we have, the higher our risk is of heart attack, that sort of thing. Most sources of stress are easy to identify. Can be from coworkers, teammates, family, spouse, kids. Can be financial pressures. And I can tell you that as a leader and having my own business... (laughs) There's a lot of stress that comes with that. The ability to manage your emotions and remain calm under pressure has a direct link to your performance, and it certainly has with mine. 90% of top performers, athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, coaches, they're skilled at managing their emotions in times of stress in order to remain calm and in control. One of the greatest gifts is the ability to neutralize difficult people. Top performers have well-honed coping strategies that they use to keep difficult people at bay. Coaches, teachers, leaders, (laughs) it can be a thankless job. And learning to manage difficult people in situations is a must in these roles. I have watched coaches growing up in a small town here in Canada. We're a hockey town. And I have watched as parents have attacked coaches for not playing their kid or their kid didn't get enough ice time. And I can tell you that some of the top coaches won't sign a kid to their team if the parent is difficult. And I have to say that I have the most respect for that kind of coach. Doesn't matter that the kid could be the captain of the team. They have learned 
how to deal with difficult situations. It's fantastic. I've watched it year after year after year. Now, in the course of my last five years as an entrepreneur, I've come across numerous strategies on how to deal with difficult people. So today, I've put together some of my top strategies um, that I know will help us to stay in control of what we can and eliminate what we can't. But the important thing to remember is you are in control of far more than you realize. Okay, so number one, set limits. Complainers and negative people are bad news because they wallow in their problems and they fail to focus on solutions. They want people to join their pity party. Misery loves company. And you know why they do that? It's so they can feel better about themselves. And then the people they're complaining to often feel pressure to listen because they don't want to be seen as rude. But there's a fine line between lending a sympathetic ear and getting sucked into a negative emotional spiral. Some people are even afraid not to be part of the drama because they fear the consequences if they don't choose a side or they don't join in or agree. You can avoid this only by setting limits and distancing yourself when necessary. Think of it this way. If the complainer were smoking, I'm not a smoker, don't like smoke, okay? But if if the complainer were smoking, would you sit there all afternoon inhaling all of their secondhand smoke? No. You distance yourself and you should do the same with complainers. A great way to set limits is to ask them how they intend to fix the problem. (laughs) Most of them will either quiet down or redirect the conversation. Don't let the negative person causing you the stress feel bad about setting limits. They'll try every angle to break you, but stay firm. Don't react and don't respond. Set the limit and move on. Number two, rise above. Difficult people drive you crazy because their behavior is so irrational. Make no mistake about it. Their behavior truly goes against reason. So why do you allow yourself to respond to them emotionally and get sucked into the mix? The more irrational and off-base someone is, the easier it should be for you to remove yourself from their trap. Quit trying to beat them at their own game. Distance yourself from them emotionally. You don't need to respond to the emotional chaos, if at all. Number three, stay aware of your emotions. Maintaining an emotional distance requires personal awareness. You can't stop someone from pushing your buttons if you don't recognize when it's happening. Sometimes you'll find yourself in situations where you'll need to regroup and choose the best way forward. This is fine, and you shouldn't be afraid 
to buy yourself some time to do it. You do not need to respond immediately, if at all. This was something that I had to work on because I always felt like I needed to respond immediately. Think of it this way. If a mentally unstable person approaches you on the street and tells you that they're John Lennon, you're unlikely to set them straight. You're likely to just walk away. When you find yourself engaged with someone who has irrational behavior, sometimes it's just best to smile and nod. If you're going to have to straighten them out, it's better to give yourself some time to plan the best way to go about it. Number four, establish boundaries. Now, boundaries are different from limits. This is the area where most people tend to sell themselves short. Totally for me. It took me almost five years to figure this one out. They feel like because they work with or live with someone that they have no way to control the chaos. They feel like, well, I'm just going to have to deal with it. Well, this couldn't be further from the truth. Once you found your way to rise above a person, you'll begin to find their behavior more predictable. And this will equip you to think rationally about when and where you have to put up with them and when you don't. For example, if you work with someone closely or you're on a team with them, that doesn't mean that you need to have the same level of one-on-one interaction with them that you have with other team members. We actually teach people how to speak to us and how to engage with us. If you let them away with it one time, they'll keep pushing the limits with you. That's why boundaries are crucial. And you can establish a boundary, but you'll have to do so consciously and proactively. If you let things happen naturally, you are bound to find yourself constantly embroiled in difficult situations and conversations and conflict and chaos and drama. But if you set boundaries and decide when and where you will engage with this person, you can control much of the chaos. The only trick is to stick to your guns and keep boundaries in place when the person tries to get past them, which they will. <laughs> and remember, they can't continue the nonsense unless you allow it. It's your boundary, your call. Number five, don't die in the fight. Smart people know how important it is to live to fight another day, especially when your opponent is a toxic individual. In conflict, unchecked emotion makes you dig your heels in and fight the kind of battle that can leave you severely damaged. When you read and respond to your emotions, you're able to choose your battles wisely and only stand your ground when the time is right. There are some people who, quite honestly, don't deserve your time and energy. Number six, don't focus on problems, only solutions. Where you focus your attention determines your emotional state. When you fixate on the problems you're facing, you create negative emotions and stress. When you focus on actions to better yourself and your circumstances, you create a sense of personal success that produces positive emotions 
and reduces stress. When it comes to toxic people, fixating on how crazy and difficult they are gives them power over you. Quit thinking about how troubling this difficult person is or how crazy they are and focus instead on how you're going to go about handling them, if at all. This makes you more effective by putting you in control, and it will reduce the amount of stress you experience when interacting with them. Number seven, don't forget. Emotionally intelligent people are quick to forgive, but that doesn't mean that they forget. Forgiveness requires letting go of what's happened so that you can move on. It doesn't mean you'll give them another chance. Smart people are unwilling to be bogged down unnecessarily by others' mistakes. So they let them go quickly and are assertive in protecting themselves from future harm. Move on and don't give them another chance to do it again. Number eight, squash negative self-talk. This was a biggie for me. Sometimes you absorb the negativity of the other person. Mm. All the time. (laughs) As a leader, I feel bombarded sometimes. And it was really easy for me to take on the negative energy There's nothing wrong with feeling bad about how someone is treating you, but your self-talk, the thoughts you have about your feelings can either intensify the negativity or help you move past it. Negative self-talk is unrealistic and unnecessary, and it's self-defeating. It sends you into a downward emotional spiral that is difficult to pull yourself out of. Remember, it's not about you. It's not you. You are not the problem. You literally have to decide that you are worth more and that person doesn't get another chance to come at you. For me, as a leader, I have tried too many times to help a person I've tried to help them change their ways. I've tried to help them be better versions of themselves. But in the end, I've had to learn that that wasn't for me to do or to take on. And I had to remember that it was not my decision, not my life. And when and if the time came where there was a negative interaction, I could not take that negativity on as mine. I had to let it go. Leaders want the best for everyone all the time, but we have to remember it's not our life. It's not for us to take on. It's not for us. It's not our burden to bear. Number nine, big one, get some sleep. Okay, I have beaten this one to death over the years, and I can't say enough about the importance of sleep to increasing your emotional state and managing your stress levels. When you sleep, 
your brain literally recharges so that you wake up alert and clear-headed. Your self-control, attention, and memory are all reduced when you don't get enough or you don't get the right kind of sleep. A good night's sleep makes you more positive, creative, and proactive in your approach to toxic people, giving you the perspective you need to deal effectively with them. You will be able to be rational and clear-minded to deal with any conflict, any negativity, any situation that comes your way. And number 10, use a support system. It's tempting, yet entirely ineffective, to attempt tackling everything by yourself. To deal with toxic people, you need to recognize the weaknesses in your approach to them. This means tapping into your support system to gain perspective. Everyone has someone who's on their team, someone who's rooting for them and ready to help them, someone who's ready to help them get the best from a difficult situation. Identify these individuals in your life and make an effort to seek their insight and assistance when you need it. Something as simple as explaining the situation can lead to a new perspective, something maybe you didn't even think of. Most of the time, other people can see a solution that you can't because they're not as emotionally invested in the situation. Does that make sense? But be careful. If you're a leader, don't poison your well. Don't go to someone in your organization and ask them to be your support system. Choose someone who's neutral. Choose someone who is removed from your situation. But also, you really need to get real with yourself and the situation and the part that you might play in it. The bottom line is, we teach people how to treat us. And we get what we allow. Learn how to respond when necessary. Don't be reactive. But also learn when to cut your losses and walk away from toxic people. If you work with the person, don't put yourself in the situation to have to be alone with them. And only interact with them, if you must, in a group setting. Remember, stay calm. Don't return anger with anger. Don't talk to others about the person, no matter how upset you are. Doing this will potentially give that person reason to come at you and be confrontational with you. Seek counsel from a neutral party, if you must. Cut them out. If you truly don't want to be exposed to their drama or their conflict, get away from them and stick to it. You owe them nothing. Remember, some people are masters when it comes to spinning situations to make it look like they are the victim. They often go looking for conflict so they can spin it again and again and again, and they can play victim over and over and over, and all they're wanting is attention. Don't give them the attention they're looking for. They'll go find someone else to bother. These people are immature in their personal growth. All they're looking for is they're needing and craving attention, and they'll do whatever it takes to get it. Don't Give it to them. Let them go. Eventually, they're going to get tired and they're going to go off and they're going to cause their drama and their conflict somewhere else. 
You can't win with this kind of person. So protect yourself and remove them from your life. And lastly, explore your reactivity during times of conflict. Learn how to respond versus react. Level up emotionally. You can do that by reading, listening to podcasts, surrounding yourself with people who lift you up spiritually and emotionally. Remember, you have to remember who you are and know you are worthy of love and light at all times. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoy my podcast, share it because sharing is caring. Stay tuned for more. Thanks for stopping by.